0: To Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine.
1: This is John Hennigan, and I would like to thank Frank for uh, um, co hosting again. Frank, thank you very much. You're welcome. And uh, you're just speak up a little bit, Frank.
2: Yes, you're welcome.
1: Okay. Um, now you're good. I just have to, I've got to put my earphones on. But, uh, we're going to, well, we've got some interesting stuff coming up. We're going to go sturgeon fishing, uh, kayak fishing, uh, uh, fly fishing, yeah, mostly all on the West Coast. I was looking for somebody to do some ice fishing, but it couldn't... Uh, couldn't get them off the ice today, so we're going to keep trying on that. Let's we'll see if we can. I'll get, get them, them
2: next it. week.
1: Okay, <laughs> there you go. I'm sure it's time and, time of the year for that back in Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, yeah, or uh, someplace close by there. Um, again, I always have my 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 doubts about fly fishing. I know that they've got some very impressive huts that they drag out on the ice that are very comfortable. But you know, my idea of sitting around a hole in the water uh, with a bobber, you know, waiting for, waiting for a, a tug on one end, and uh, to try and um, see if we can get uh, somebody tugging on the other end.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, the way you do that ice fishing, to have a martini in one hand.
1: A rod in the other.
2: A rod in the other. Yeah. yeah, the other. <laughs> yeah. It keeps uh, you warm.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Par- apparently it works.
2: It does. They have some really nice houses that they pull out on the ice.
1: Yeah, well, uh, uh, we're going to try and get uh, um, our good friend the singer, it, uh, Jiggin' Jig John. Uh, that uh, writes some songs about it, and he's he was. They have some kind of a uh, uh, tournament back there for ice fishing, where they got I don't know like a thousand uh, holes in the water. But, yeah, you know, it's just a big, uh, big, big party. But I don't know. Uh, I'd just soon be uh, in the warm water off the coast of Mexico myself.
2: Yeah, well, that's me, too. But, you know, them uh, houses out there nowadays is just like being in your own front room.
1: Yep, yeah, just with a fireplace and a hole in the open ground.
2: Yeah, okay. got it.
1: All right, well, we're going to have to jump into it. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to have, uh, what do we have here? Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. A.O. Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. A.O. Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. A.O. Coolers outperform bulky, hard-shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to AOCoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Come back
0: to Fish, Talk, and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennegan Of course, we have uh, Frank as our co-host. And we have with us, thanks to Frank, we have Bob McRae. Now, Bob, we were just talking about where he is. He's uh, just across the Oregon border or the California border into you know, southern Oregon along the, the coastal range. And uh, we we're talking about the, the weather. And he goes, no, it's not cold. It's water temperature is probably... Probably in the 40s, and the air temperature is down in the, the high 40s. And I go, oh, well, <laughs> I would just soon uh, be, uh, be off uh, the coast of Baja myself. But uh, uh, but it is beautiful, and that's the reason why. Is how much rain do they get there?
2: We get
6: between uh, 80 and 90 inches a year yeah. on the average. Well, year, the,
1: the thing is, it, it, it doesn't uh, It doesn't just have a heavy rain and then the sun comes out. It's just when it's, when this, I guess in uh, October, November, it just starts raining and just keeps right on going.
6: Well, we can get five inches in two or three days.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess that helps the fishing, right? Let's talk about that.
6: Oh, the fish love it. Yeah. That brings them up the river. When that river gets uh, filled up, starts to flow, and cleans out a bit. Well,
1: from from what i understand you're an angler uh you you know you like you like you, know, you like uh uh fly fishing but you'll do anything that catches fish
6: i'll use a stick
1: use a stick sl- get <laughs> him with it yeah that's what uh you know, when the boat captain's down here. He says, "I love fishing." I said, I'll, "I'll go after polywogs in a mud puddle if that's all I got."
2: Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got it right.
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about what it is that you do, Kevin.
6: Yeah, this is Bob. Well, it's Bob. Bob. Uh, Bob. Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's let's use that one. Okay. Um, I've been a guide on the Klamath River, which is Northern California, for the past seventeen years. Um, guiding from kayak to shore. Um, I also have a powerboat. Um, I've had an enjoyable experience up there with the people in the Klamath. Uh, I've taken over 3,000 people down the river in uh, tours mm-hmm. on kayaks. Um, this year, because of the slow fishing, the fish count is down on the Klamath. Mm-hmm. So the fishery shut it off.
1: Okay, and what, uh, ki- what kind of what kind of fish is that? Oh, uh, salmon. Okay.
6: Uh, there's still some steelhead coming in, but uh, it's a small it's a small quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers are right way down. <clears throat> so I'm, I started fishing the Rogue because that's what I want to do, is fish. And I took a lot of uh, friends of mine. We went up there and uh, we found this beautiful place called Rogue River Landing Resort. Mm-hmm. In Gold Beach, Oregon. Uh, oh, okay, the- so that's
1: that's where the Rogue uh, dumps into the Pacific.
6: Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's absolutely gorgeous up there. The people are friendly. Fishing's fantastic. Right now, uh, a buddy of mine caught uh, ten days ago was fly fishing uh, up the river, the, the lower half of the uh, Rogue, and I yeah. uh, got a seventeen-pound steelhead.
1: Whoa, that's a big steelhead because you know a steelhead basically is a rainbow trout, and a 17 pound is uh, that's going to be. Well, first of all, they're not that easy to catch, and, and they they fight real hard.
6: Well, they fight harder than salmon does.
1: Yeah, because you get one on, and you you know you're running up and down the banks trying to follow the fish.
6: That's oh yeah, think it can take you half a mile. Yeah. But yeah. uh, that's all that's all part of it. That's the thrill of it. It's that hook up and uh that first bite, mm-hmm. man, that's exciting.
1: Well, the other thing about fishing, you know, that type of fish as opposed to being in uh, you know, blue waters, that in, when you're in the ocean, they got nowhere to run. I mean, they can, they can run all they want, but they're not going to snag you. But when you're in a stream, you know, they can try and hide under rocks and swim into shrubs, and, you know, you got to try and follow them and, and keep them um, on top of the water.
6: Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. You got to keep a tight line on them. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the fishery up there is, is extremely good. Uh, this year, I think they had one of their better years, and I think that's going to go on for a few more years. Uh, I went up there before I moved six times, and I limited out six times. Wow. Uh, my biggest was a thirty-pound salmon.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's again. That's a. That's a huge salmon. That's huge. What's uh, some they, of the, yeah, they run like a freight train.
2: What's some yeah, of the they, colors they, they, do you use for uh, sorry, jigs it. and flies? I, I'm sorry, Bob, I didn't hear that. Bob, what's some of the colors of jigs and flies that you use up there for fishing for your steelhead? What colors?
6: Uh, Mimps, pretty much. Are, are are pretty much your your flies you'll be using?
1: Okay, so you're, uh, you're 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 using an indicator and fishing off the bottom.
6: Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the guys do. You know, they're using the floating flies and and uh, uh, or surface flies. What do you want to call them? Yeah. Uh, the, the the fish will hit. But if you're using an indicator and you're down, you've got a much better chance. Yeah. There's well, the- there's some nice <laughs> nice uh ripples. Yeah. Uh, to, to work, and uh, when you get into them, it's fantastic.
1: Well, the difference on a, um, a steelhead is, uh, you know, it's not like a salmon or a, you know, a, you know, a pelagic fish that'll, that'll grab the bait and run. Uh, a steelhead just has a, a you know, if, the, if there's any movement at all in the indicator, um, you may not even see it, especially when the water kind of ripply, you know, and you can't follow. It. You would be staring at it and not see it, and you're certainly not. Gonna to feel it, so you just have to lift your rod if there's any doubt. That's
6: absolutely correct, and also the clarity of the water is important up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it it can get so pristine that it's like you're know, looking into a glass of water, and mm-hmm. that's tough to see.
1: Well, and, and if the fish can see you too, would you have to crawl up on your hands and knees in the bank?
6: <laughs> oh, I don't think you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you try, if you drop it, yeah. If up in the High Sierra to someplace, uh, yeah, you can do that, but mm-hmm. not up there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's kind of... It, it,
6: b- it's, it's a fast it's a fast river. Uh, there's a uh, jet boat tour up there. It's uh, called a mail boat, and it takes passengers up about 110 miles, and then they get into white water. Mm-hmm. That's as far as boats can go. Right. The river's about 210 or 15 miles long. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good fly fishing up above and down below. And people don't seem to realize how good the fly fishing is on the lower lower end of the river. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, they're going to start seeing it if they watch my website.
1: Well, you know, what's interesting is that uh, the variety of what you do. I mean, you've got a purist that does nothing but flies, um, and then you've got, you know, spin fishermen that uh, believe that that's the right way to do it, or you can even, I suppose you can even use conventional. But uh, but you, you use whatever it takes. That's correct. Mm-hmm.
6: It, it, you, whatever, whatever the way the fish are working is the way you work.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to, How
2: close are you from the closest airport, like if somebody from Orange County or uh, Santa Barbara wanted to fly up and fish with uh, you? Well,
6: there's a small airport in, in Gold okay. Beach, but oh. uh, primarily you would go to Medford or uh, Eureka. Oh, yeah. Would be your, your better place to fly into. Yeah. Eureka is probably uh, two hours from where I'm at. Yeah. So you have uh, people come up, they call me. I'll come down and get them, it, shuttle them up. Mm-hmm. We have places for them to stay. Okay. And uh, if we're filled up, I know... Plenty
1: of the other good hotels up there. Well, um, we're going to talk about the accommodations, but let's take a break first, and we're going to hold you over for another 12-minute segment because I think we've got too much to cover in just this one. So when we come back, we'll talk about the the lodge you just talked about and some of the other accommodations. And you know that's kind of a you know a a place that you probably don't find a lot of Winnebagos parked along the the river because it's it's not very easy to access. But uh, anyway, we're going to be back in just a minute and find out about if anybody's interested in going up there. And apparently, you've got the winter. Still had run going on. So we're going to be right back. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you in just a few minutes.
4: Wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells even the tips are included bird season starts soon so book your adventure today contact support at thegrizgear.com that's support at thegrizgear.com or call 434-953-8598 that's 434-953-8598 <laughs> Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides and the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel the chef will even cook your catch check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure that's 434-953-8598
0: back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan along with uh, Frank and we have Bob on the line with us from uh, he'll do just about anything to catch a fish. Uh, we were talking a little bit about kayaks, and uh, let's let's kind of go over that for a minute. I was saying I remember the, you know, the first ones were just like a, you know, a plastic that you sat in, and you know, I, if you lean over too far one way, you're you know, you're doing a 360. But. Uh, uh, you know the, what they've got out now are basically are just small boats. You know the the great thing is they they are a little bigger and heavier, uh, but you can launch them from anywhere.
6: That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. The uh, the systems that are out uh, there there's several brands of kayaks out there. Uh, my preference is the Hobie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's more fishable for me. It has a pedal system. And uh, you can move yourself upriver depending on the current or downriver or in the ocean. Mm-hmm. If you're in the ocean, you can get over a kelp paddy or something and just stay right there. Yeah. You don't worry about the current. If you've got a little wind, you can still maneuver to where you're staying on your
1: on your spot. So you put the uh, pedal drive system in reverse and just maintain your position? Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, that's handy. And you oh, can you can stand yeah, up on, you can stand up on those?
6: Yeah, they have I think the three models that uh have a, a bar that's uh attached to the boat. Mm-hmm. And you can stand up on that and lean against it. It's very relaxing. You can fly fish, spin fish, whatever you choose to do. Bait cast uh get into the areas that are a little bit more difficult and just be able to reach out.
7: Yeah.
1: And uh, do you take people uh, on, uh, you know, uh, or guide people on kayaks?
6: I guide them on kayaks, uh, fishing, and on tours.
1: Okay. Yeah, the tours they pro- you know they're not so fancy. They're just designed to you know to go someplace with a little effort. They're,
6: yeah. ba- they're basically a, a paddle system, yeah. not a pedal.
1: More like a canoe. Yeah.
6: And, and uh, you know, you would be going probably about ten miles upriver. Yeah. And uh, just enjoy the pristine surroundings, the lake, I mean, the river. Uh, Sometimes you'll see seals, bald eagles. Yeah. A lot of nature up there.
1: Right, right. So you do have bald eagles down there. Correct. Okay.
6: Bald eagles, ducks everything you want to
1: see. Well let's talk a bit about more about the gear that you use and why you used you know, different uh, types on different waters.
6: Well that yeah that's, 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 that's a good one to approach. Um, we, we do salt water as well as the fresh and we go after to link cod, so we're fishing deep either in a kayak or in a boat. Yeah. Uh, the link caught up there are just absolutely beautiful. So you'd, use, yeah,
1: you'd use conventional gear for that.
6: Correct. mm mm-hmm. uh, There's times where you, I've gone out with a fly rod, with a sinking line, and let it up a bit and set it on down. I got the right fly on the end, mm-hmm. which I used to get from Frank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh I've got some nice fish off it. Mm-hmm. Great bass up there. Okay. Uh, Saltwater bass.
1: Okay. So but, uh, you'd use conventional if you're if you're going out in the, uh, inshore fishing or you know looking for a little bit deeper water for for legs okay. or some bottom fish.
6: Correct. Now, if you're fishing the mouth of the river, you're going to be used probably. Most of the time, you're in a boat, either a kayak or a boat, mm-hmm. and uh, there can be a lot of boats on the waters, mm-hmm. uh, up to uh, hundreds. Uh, but it's a big river, so they can can accommodate all that.
7: Right
1: now, do you have any sturgeon? back do, do you have any sturgeon in those waters? Yes, there is. Okay, and you fish for that also. Correct. Okay.
6: That's at certain times of the year when they're running. Yeah, but. Well,
1: We've got someone else coming on a little bit later that's going to that's a sturgeon fisherman we're going to find out more about, but they're yeah, they're interested I, I
6: haven't done that much sturgeon fishing, but it is there uh, or they are there I should say, and uh guys come up with some nice twelve twelve footers
1: yeah, well, they've got a slot limit, so it's it's pretty difficult to get a keeper but oh, uh you know but, but the, I mean, the ones.
6: Into them. You don't know what it is until so you get it up and then you release it.
1: Yeah. And well, a lot of the the 12 kids. the 12 footers you're talking about are probably about 75 years old, right?
6: More than that. Yeah. 6 foot sturgeon from what I've been told by some Native Americans uh, friends of mine. Uh, a 6 foot is 100 years old.
7: No way.
6: That's what uh, I've been told. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So if you're getting a, a 12 foot it's... Not
1: necessarily two hundred, but it's well over hundred. Wow. Well then no wonder they look prehistoric.
6: Yeah, but they're ugly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I well, think they're pretty. Yeah, it depends on the you know, the eye of the pretty. beholder, but you know, they, you know, they don't uh, they're they're bottom feeders, so you know, they don't have the you know, the mouth and the teeth that you're you know, that you expect when you're fishing, but uh um, and they actually, from what my experience is, they they don't fight all that much. They'll make a run, um, get tired quickly, and then they come up to the boat and roll over.
6: Correct. There, there's not a lot of fight except for the beginning when you hook them on and they just want to stay down there. Yeah. So you got you got to work to get them up. Mm-hmm. I fought one for two hours and uh never did see it.
7: Oh,
1: well it must have been one of those two hundred pounders that you're talking about I'd, or
6: too. It had to be a giant.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
6: But the salmon the salmon fishing is what you use for the salmon up what they're using on the rogue is uh, usually usually an anchovy or a herring. Oh. And trolling.
1: So it's a saltwater yeah. bait in the fresh water.
6: Right, but you're right down at the mouth. Yeah. I mean, you can actually in a boat, you can go on out into the ocean.
1: Well, the salmon are they are they coming in? You know, to uh, uh, to propagate or are they just swimming around?
6: No, they're coming in to propagate.
1: Okay. So the, once they once they start upriver, they don't really go for the for bait then because they don't eat, right?
6: No, they'll they'll go probably a mile and a half. They'll eat maybe maybe two, mm-hmm. and then they're through with that, and then you're you're back on with flies or uh, spinners, masters, things of that nature.
1: Yeah, just to give them a, a strike because they, they're they protecting themselves. Correct. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a reaction.
1: Uh, Frank, have you ever done any of this stuff?
2: Yes, I've done all of it. Yeah. You know, the one thing I did want to get in and ask you, Bob, what is the best time to come up for, like, your salmon fishing and steelhead fishing?
6: Well, steelhead is now. Um, that's, that's the winter runners right now, uh, actually the fall and winter run together. The salmon is, uh, August, September, October in that area.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how would I get in touch with you if I was somebody that didn't know where you're at? I know you're changing your website around, but would we still Correct. reach you at your old website?
6: My phone number is on my website. Uh, it's a nine four nine area code. I'll give it to you four three three nine one eight four. Uh
7: now, I am ch- we're, to, a,
6: to Oregon phone number.
1: also. I'm sorry. We were before we left at the end of the first uh, break. We were talking about we were going to talk about accommodations and what it's like once you get there.
6: Uh, there's a lot of accommodations. The town of Gold Beach um, is a, a small, quaint. Little town, but has some extremely nice hotels and motels uh, on the river and also in town.
1: Well, do you normally stay at a lodge, or do you just get a room in town?
6: Uh, most people stay at a lodge. Uh, a lot of people have their, their RVs, their motorhomes, uh-huh. and there's there's a lot of accommodations for that up there.
7: Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, and as far as getting there, you can, you, I guess you can drive if you're someplace in the western United oh, States.
6: Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, people come from Florida. They come from Vancouver, Canada. Uh-huh. They come from all over the United States. A lot of people from the Midwest um, they want to get out yeah. of the heat from, from down south, like yeah. down here where it gets to be 100 and whatever. Yeah, they want to get up, and be cool. Uh, it's a great summer vacation area for families. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Highway 101 is the main road going through, but there's several uh, several bypasses off the 5 freeway.
1: Yeah,
6: it goes up through Oregon.
1: Mm-hmm. So you come up on the inland side of the uh, the coastal mountain range, and then just a couple of different places you can cross over. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you that uh, you pretty much you can't get there from here.
6: <laughs> I'm going tomorrow. Yeah, so <laughs> well, give me about give me the weekend, and I'll, yeah. I'll be out of here. And well, distance-wise,
1: it's not so bad, but you know, it's not a direct drive.
6: It's it's well, I did it last when I came down uh, mm-hmm. last Sunday, and it's a 14-hour drive from where? From uh, Gold Beach oh, to. Orange County.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be about right.
7: That'd be about right. Um, it's,
6: it, it, you would think, oh, my gosh, how does somebody do it? Well, I'm okay. I'm up in age here a little bit, and uh, I have a dog that's my companion.
7: Yeah.
6: And I just get on and I drive We stop. She takes yeah. a little break. I take a little break and... Yep. Uh,
1: Stop and get in yep. nap. Okay. Well, we're going to have to wrap this one up. I don't... Uh, uh, if there, Is there anything else that you want to mention about any lodges or anything that you want people to know about?
2: Well, Your website.
6: Uh, the, the report where I'm at is Rogue River Landing Resort. I should say the resort okay. where I'm at. It's an extremely nice resort. We do get filled up
2: fast.
1: Okay. So that's Rogue River Landing Resort. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. That sounds very intriguing. So you got a lot going on up there.
6: Uh, This year is going to be so exciting. Okay. I I, I, I can't wait to get back. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. All
1: right. We're going to have to go. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we're going to be right back with you.
4: Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other, and it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com.
5: 77777 tuna
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan. Of course, we have Frank as our co host as usual today. And uh, Frank has set us up with uh, Kevin Bell. And it sounds like he's got a bunch of stuff going on. It's, uh, um, Kevin, let's kind of introduce you. Uh, what is Wild on the Fly?
9: Um, Well, I'm Kevin Bell. I'm the general manager of Bob Marriott's Fly Fishing Store in Fullerton, California. And uh, we have a newly introduced, about a year old now, uh, uh, travel agency, or travel service, rather. Mm -hmm. It's called Wild on the Fly Adventure Travel, and uh, websites launched about six months ago. And uh, we've got about 80 different destinations all over the world. Wow to take anglers, fly fishing, um, you know, uh, to some exotic places, to some local places, to uh, a variety of things. So that's wildonthefly.com. You can see all our destinations.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's a lot.
9: Yeah, Yeah, it's It's growing all the time, too.
1: So are you going to go fishing uh, in Costa Rica, uh, 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 Frank, with Kevin?
2: No, we've, the only time we ever get to fish is when we're both not working, and then sometimes we'll meet down at the mouth of the river and fly fish. I think the first time we ever fly fished together was 30 years ago.
9: Wow. Okay, have <laughs> you know, been at this team a long time. So, uh, Ke- Kevin,
1: is that all you do is fly fish?
9: yeah, I, I that's all I do these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and um I just got uh I got just got back from Brazil. I was down in Brazil over Thanksgiving, eighteen days in Brazil, uh checking out a couple lodges. It's mm-hmm. a rough tour of duty but somebody has to do it. So we yeah. took a group down there and, and we were fishing for both peacock bass on the fly and um and then um And then uh, also arapaima. We went over to uh, the Mami Rual um, Reserve there and fished for arapaima, which was a very interesting fish. They they grow large. They grow to 300 pounds, 400 pounds. And we saw some that big. We didn't get them to eat the fly that big, but uh, we caught some 40-pound baby juvenile fish at 40 pounds. Wow. And uh, quite an adventure. Very interesting fish. They they breathe air. They're, their lungs are not, prehistoric fish, and their lungs are not totally complete. So, I mean, they're, they're gills, rather. They're inefficient. And so these fish actually come to the surface to take a big gulp of air so, but before it's they not, descend it's, again. You know,
1: it's not like a dolphin or a whale that actually breathes air. They just kind of augment. It, uh, it,
9: it's a fish. It's in the same family as like the arowana. uh it's the biggest fish in the amazon, and we were we were, we were fishing for those. I did have a wow. big fish on for just a few minutes before I lost it. It was tough fishing for the for the big guys uh they were getting ready to spawn, but the uh juvenile fish were a little more cooperative, so we did catch some thirty to fifty pound fish
1: well Brazil's a big place, but the Amazon is where you're fishing.
9: We were out of Manaus we we from uh it, it, everything was based out of Manaus we flew to Manaus and then it was uh an hour and a half plane ride to the destination for the peacock bass and mm-hmm. it was a floating lodge uh river plate anglers is who we worked with it was a great accommodations great great facilities you have these individual cabins uh, that are air conditioned and they're they're floating cabins and then they'll actually they're on pontoons and they'll move up and down the river they're huh. towed by a boat up and down the river yeah to um, to the better fishing grounds, so the water level fluctuates there quite a bit. Oh. So we we moved the series of, like a, a total of three times. Okay, and um, and then the um, so then when, the you wake, reserve,
1: when you wake up in the try. morning, you're in a different spot.
9: Uh, well, they typically would move it while we were out fishing. Mm-hmm. We didn't move at night. to It you was know, yeah. kind of dangerous at night uh, I mean, because you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And so um, well, they would move it. We'd go fishing. They'd move. We'd come back to a different place. It wasn't, you know, they'd move maybe five miles at a time. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a slow process, but it was mm-hmm. quite interesting. And air-conditioned cabins, it was just really a really nice, nice trip. Well, if you're going
1: to be on the Amazon, air-conditioned cabin would be pretty handy to have instead of getting Hot one of
9: those nets. And, yeah
7: bugs yeah.
9: Kevin yeah, your yeah, favorite what's really spot interesting about the amazon is people and i had the misnomer too that that there's it's really really buggy yeah. and in a lot most of the most of the water there because of the tannins in the water from the decaying leaves and stuff uh, mosquito larvae can't uh, can't populate they can, they can't survive so I saw maybe a total of a dozen mosquitoes in the whole trip oh. now if you venture if you're brave enough to venture into the jungle yeah. Uh, then you'll see a lot of mosquitoes and other things too. So, but but on the river itself, it was really really bug free. Yeah. I mean, I've had mm. more bugs in Montana than I had down there. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, do they feed on the bugs?
9: No, they're, these are these are uh, peacock bass. Are it's, a, it's it's the fastest, most aggressive bass I've ever seen, uh, and they're eating other bait fish. So we had and and also themselves. I mean, basically anything that that looks like it's alive, they'll grab. Uh, so we had a lot of streamer-style flies, if you're fly fisherman. Um, big stuff. Didn't seem to size. The bigger, the better. Uh, the biggest fish on the fly caught was, uh, in our group, was, was 15 pounds. And then um, we had some on a little bigger. And these fish are incredibly strong. We're fishing 50-pound fluorocarbon leader and and to have some of the bigger fish just break you off it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing what they, they 20, break
1: you off or bite you off
9: break you off break hmm. they're, they're that strong I mean, it's just crazy you, you i read the i read the documents ahead of time i said nah that can't be yeah no they're, they're not they don't have a real they have a very uh like a sandpaper tooth it's not a, a not real yeah. toothy um and uh, but it, but it's actually just brute strength, just turning that head so aggressively that can pop yeah. it. So. Well,
1: that's the thing about uh, people go after peacock is because they are uh, well a tough fighting fish. And uh, there's there's also many varieties of, uh, of peacock bass also.
9: Yeah, we. Uh, I, I the names escaped me. One of them was the butterfly peacock, and there were two other species that we were targeting. Uh, and I just don't have the names on the tip of my tongue. They, they gave me the uh, Portuguese names and the, and the Brazilian names, but I, I just didn't retain it. So, yeah. Um,
2: Did you but, get any uh, rainbow bass while you were fishing for the peacock?
9: No rainbow bass, no mention of rainbow bass. We did I did ke- get your piranha on the fly, which is kinda fine. Yeah. And so they were they're were in abundance down there and, and uh huh. uh so the guides didn't spend a lot of time they didn't put their fingers in the water. It was all yeah. you get your fly stuck and they were getting it out with a stick and whatnot. So yeah. uh, either the, the piranha or the caiman down uh, there. The
1: piranha the, piranhas definitely got teeth.
9: Yeah, yeah, they're um, incredible, incredible Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we we did eat some. We caught some and ate some, actually. So well, I,
1: yeah, um, I'd heard I'd heard that they're they're pretty good eating, but uh, you want to make sure it's <laughs> you whack it on the head before you you start not messing with it. The
9: other way around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, I was taking the the guide. I had hooked it, actually and I was fishing for peacocks and and hooked the piranha and was taking the fly out and the guide was like, no, don't do that. And then I saw it clamp down on the fly. His jaw was so strong for the size of the fish that I just, you know, here, yeah, guide, you go ahead and take care of this because, (laughs) silly me.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't stick your fingers in to pull it out.
9: So what was the biggest
2: one you got while you were down there?
9: I got a peacock. I got an 11-pounder, Steve Jensen, the owner of our shop. He got a 14-pounder. I was down there fishing with him and uh and there were we had a couple big fish on maybe eighteen twenty pounds that we seventeen twenty pounds that uh we didn't land uh and I guess the biggest one that this this season was twenty seven pounds uh, i don't, I don't think it was cut on the fly, I'm not sure, but uh that's a heck of a that's a lot of a lot of peacock bass that's yeah,
1: well, that's a strong one. And uh, let's stop just for a second and talk about fly fishing and travel service. You said you've yeah. got 80 different uh, locations that you can take people to. So people just kind of go, gee, I would like right here? Or do you guide them as to where they want to go?
9: We have a series of outfitters. We don't do any guiding out of the shop here. We do have uh, local guides. That will well, what I'm
1: talking to. about is you guide them as to where to go.
9: Uh, we no, we handle it. Uh, uh, you know, from the beginning to the end, uh-huh. we handle everything. You tell us you want to go to Brazil fishing for peacock bass, and we just we take it from there. We find out your dates, you're available, and we it's a full service travel. Uh, we take care of everything, including the airlines, if that's what's uh, desired. Some people like to book their own air, but uh-huh. uh, we take care of all of it. So it's not just a referral service or a outfitter. We're we're a full service uh, fly fishing travel destination. Uh-huh.
1: Um, and Operator, is it outfitter. is it normally groups or do you have individuals or groups or
9: whatever is, you want? It is both from a group of a dozen people going to Chile or Argentina, which we just set up, or if it's individuals going to um, a, a couple of friends going fishing for for somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, we do have hosted trips too. Where one of the, uh, some people find comfort in that going with somebody that's trapped a little bit Uh and, uh, maybe knows the operation is to, uh, take along a group and, and kind of take care of them and, yeah, someone that's
1: been there there before and keep them rounded up.
9: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's some comfort in that and then having somebody, um, uh, you know that that happens. Yeah, I've, I've done
1: I've, I've done some group trips and trust me, it's not all that easy because everybody's got a different idea. And if you say, mm-hmm. "Okay, we got to be here at one o'clock," and everybody else says, "No, I want to do this, I want to do that," and so the whole yeah, thing falls apart.
9: It can be a lot of work. you're yeah. on everybody chasing else, them around. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. That's, it's all good. So, um, you know, fishing, so it's not never too bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just everybody's got a different idea, and you can't, uh, you know, you can't, you know, you got to be nice about it and let them do what they want to do. But it's kind of hard to keep it all together.
9: Yeah, it's all rules, and that. rules everybody has to follow. And just you know, some people want to want to uh, go rogue on you a little bit, but you just have a yeah. problem and bring them back in and. Right let them
1: know the general operation and yeah. so yeah okay well uh we're talking to uh, kevin bell wild on the fly he's a professional fly i guess uh, host uh angler guide and it's fly fishing and travel service and the website on that is what
9: it's
1: wild on wild on well that should be easy enough well wow, that was very interesting kevin we appreciate that
9: yeah, you, thanks a lot,
2: Kevin. Okay. You know, All right. I, nice, I, nice to be with you, you guys. guys. All right. Thanks for you the
1: are episode. listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we're going to be back real quick. As a matter of fact, uh, Kevin, if you want to hang around for a minute, we'll just finish up with you.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Henniken.
1: This is John Hennigan, and of course we've got Frank as our co-host, and we've got Kevin Bell with Wild on the Fly. Um, quick question, Kevin. Um, yes. Belize has become very popular, but now, you know, and of course the Amazon is, has been popular, but there's a lot of places that are opening up that uh, people just didn't go to five, ten years ago. And part of that, I suppose, is that accommodations and availability.
9: Oh, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right there's a there's numerous operations that say weren't even there and were thought of you know five mm-hmm. or ten years ago so and it's growing all the time mm-hmm. so uh they're getting innovative like these floating cabins that I was speaking of earlier you know um they're they're to, to get people to these these different locales so uh, yeah, if you haven't looked at travel in a while, you look at some crazy places that you never thought about fishing that can now can yeah. now get to mm-hmm. comfortably, comfortably too.
1: Well, and again, that goes back to wild on the fly because if you know if you're um, you're new at this and you don't really know where to want to go or how to do it, you really need somebody that's been there and knows the, knows uh, you know, knows a little bit about it
9: yeah there's about eight of us working through the you know uh three of us in the shop here we've got uh collectively oh maybe two hundred maybe or, or more years of fly fishing experience between the eight of us or nine of us mm-hmm. um so we've got a lot of people that have if we haven't been if i haven't been to place personally of course i've I here with Bob Marriott and he's been all over the world and then we've got uh some 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 folks uh um, the Former fly shop owners, uh, Dan Shepard, uh, he had the Missoula oh, yeah. fly sh- grizzly hackle in Missoula, you know, he's been all over the world as well. So we've got a, a depth of, of resources here to, you know, to, uh, even for the now, most basic
1: questions. Do you guys, do you have actually guides or are you just hosts?
9: We are hosts. We we mm-hmm. don't uh, guide ourselves. We we go with the professionals. We have outfitters that we work okay. with. Okay, all right. And, so you, you, and, you,
1: and, you, you they'll fish with a guide, but uh, but it's a guide that you're going to source.
9: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So but we make it real easy. We just uh tell us what you're interested in doing or where you want to go and uh and we'll we'll get you there. We'll make it as uh you can be as involved or not as you want to. And uh we are a part of Bob Marriott's fly fishing store. The the wild on the fly is the travel division of Bob Marriott's fly fishing store
7: mm-hmm.
9: in in Fullerton. Mm-hmm. And we've got a brand new website too that uh people might check out and that's Bob Marriott's fly fishing story dot, dot com.
7: Yeah. Okay.
1: And, uh, Frank, you know, uh, Kevin, you got any comments?
9: Uh, well,
2: I've fished with Kevin, and he's always been 110% honest. Mm-hmm. And we we send each other customers all the time. So mm-hmm. that's I, it's, it's a good working relationship. A lot of fly shops don't get along. Me and Kevin gets along really good.
7: Yeah. Yeah,
1: About
2: a long time. Yeah, a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I'm with him, but not always for him.
1: <laughs> but uh, so, all, all you do, uh, Kevin, is is fly fishing. If somebody wants to, you know, use a spinning rod or you know whatever it is they're doing, do you do you uh, allow them to them take that with them, or
9: is it? This... Oh yeah, oh yeah. It depends on the destination. We have like in in um, uh, the the Brazil group group I mentioned. It, half of the group. Uh, they fly fish, but they decided to throw, you know, spinner baits and whatnot, and, and plugs and stuff uh, for the for the trip. So yeah, it depends right. on the destination. Some of it's fly fishing only. Mm-hmm. Some of it's uh, you can you can do both, and it's totally. We just want people out there having a good time fishing. Yeah, catching so,
1: fish. There you go.
9: However you want to do it.
1: Okay. Well, again, it's time for us to uh, to get out of here for sure. This time we're wrapping it up. And Kevin Bell with uh, go to WildOnTheFly.com, find out about some of these uh, eighty different locales. That you didn't even know you you've heard about, and, but now you want to go. That's, Thanks very uh, much, maybe, gentlemen. Maybe Kevin's got some ideas on places that you didn't even you, you didn't think you wanted to go. Okay, uh, Frank, you thank you very much, and uh, uh, Kevin, we appreciate having you on. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you like.